Yes, 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 Buzz Sports Podcast! Buddha! Yes, welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It's a podcast with balls, about balls. And uh, yes. we are, we are your, your two hosts for the day. Uh, yes. I am, uh, I am Buddha. And this is now taking a big fax and full of facts. Yeah, 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 all right so uh this is episode oh man if if the people only knew so we weren't here last week folks yeah <laughs> just yeah it's, you know we'll yeah. blame carl yeah <laughs> just just things things that usually wouldn't happen if carl was around i just put it that way um so, so this is actually episode one ninety four, I believe. See what happens when we get thrown off a little bit. Just a bit. But um, yeah, but we're here. You know, we're we're back in full effect. Uh, actually, this is one ninety five. We're on one ninety five. So episode one ninety five. Uh, the second time for us, first time for you guys. And uh, Nels, how you doing? I'm all right, man. Just, you know, another day, another dollar. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, trying to do my best to out of trouble. You feel me? Take things one day at a time. You know what I'm saying? It just is what it is, man. It's either you in it or you not. I feel that. And right now, I'm in it. Yeah. That. Well, uh, we know I'm good, too. You know, I'm good, too. Uh, just kidding. I knew you were going to. You'd be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyways, but uh, <laughs> you know, we, we got some we got some stuff to recap for y'all. Uh, you know, I'm gonna quickly go over 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 the uh, Hell in a Cell pay per view uh, weekend actually, just because there was we had four Hell in a Cell matches over the course of that weekend. Um, we had you know Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio on Friday on SmackDown, um, where they continued to further that story of the bloodline with now, now Jimmy Uso is like fully in, you know, all in on what's going on. And now Jay is nowhere to be found. So it's, you know, this constant, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Like, I love the slow burn that they're doing with this storyline. I think it's going to, I think it's going to ultimately culminate with them, like at SummerSlam winning the tag titles, Roman defending his title against John Cena and like all three of them just holding up titles to end the night type shit. Like I could, I could definitely see that. Um, and if I could, real quick, just go down this this rabbit hole, if you will. How mm-hmm. built would it be? Like I'm just thinking long term. So, you know, the Usos become SmackDown champions, right? And right. Uh, in August or September, there's a draft. What if the New Day are drafted back to SmackDown? 
right? Right. But they keep, mm-hmm. but they keep, but they keep Big E separate. Now Big E okay. wins money, money in the bank, like I've been predicting. Right. Um, and you know, storyline, storyline culminates. Big E tells Roman Reigns, "I want you at WrestleMania." Something happens with the storyline where the Usos obviously involved, and you got New Day involved, and then that's when you reunite New Day, and then you do at WrestleMania three on three for everything. Winner takes all. Oh my! So like Roman's title and the tag titles would be on the line. So yeah. Biggie, Biggie, and them win. So Biggie becomes the the champ with uh, the New Day winning the tag titles. But then, but you could also do it to where it's a decisive finish, where you know Biggie beats Roman clean in the ring, like to end the match. Right. That's not bad you know, at just all. Just so there's no, just so there's no question or controversy. Like it's like not a not he beat you for that title. Right. Right. That's cool though, bro. I like that. Yeah, I think that would be dope. Yeah. You, not you put, gonna, a lot of thought, put a lot of thought into that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, it's not going to happen, but, you know, you know, dreamers can dream. Um, this is so at, Watch at it happen actual, exactly as you're saying it. Bro, they need to cut me a check. <laughs> like, without a doubt. Um, so at the actual Hunnel Sub pay-per-view, we got... Uh, Bianca Belair defending her title against Bailey in a Hell in a Cell match. Um, that opened the Hell in a Cell pay per view, and it was, in my opinion, the match of the night. You know, that's the that's the second best spot to go on. You know, if you're not the main event, you want to open the show. Like those, those are the top two spots. So you know, because that that first match really sets the momentum for the night, and they really performed like they they went ham. Uh, you know, ham, I haven't used that word since 2010. Duh. Hammy. Uh, 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 Roscoe Dash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so that was that match was crazy. Um, the main event of that night was uh, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre uh, with the stipulation that if Drew loses, he can never challenge Bobby for the title again. Um, that was a really good match. Bobby Lashley won, retained, um, and yeah, it was finally a decisive finish to this feud that we've all kind of been waiting for to be done. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad to see it's over, at least for now. Um, and then the next night on Raw, it was announced that Kofi Kingston was going to be challenging Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank, which is coming up here in a couple weeks. And uh, you know, there's a lot of promos back and forth. Ultimately, Xavier Woods challenged Bobby Lashley to a match inside Hell in a Cell. Not for the title, um, you know, but just for a match inside Hell in a Cell since the cell structure was still there from the night before. And, you right. know, Bobby talks, Bobby talks a big game. And it was really, honestly, a great match, a showcase for Xavier Woods um, and how underutilized he's been. And I think, you know we're starting to get more sold on he could have a singles run. He's really, honestly, probably in the top three in WWE as far as can do it all. Good right. in ring, good on the mic, has a good look, a good build. Like, he can do the he can do the power stuff and he can go top rope. 
Like he literally can do anything. I mean, he's severely underrated. So we do got to mention that. Like he's very, very much underrated. I wonder, I wonder if him being that good at everything is the reason they have him in such a utility player role. I think it's that and the fact that he's not driven by crazy accolades. I mean, he's never really been the type of guy, like, he'll mention the fact that, yeah, you know what it is, like, I'm looking for those, I want to win those, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, I just want to make sure the fans get what they're looking for, and I want to be happy. So I think think for him, he's not really too much concerned about all the extra crap, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just wants to come to work, be happy, play video games, and hang out with his boys. Yeah, and and honestly, and I'm I'm glad you said that because like, uh, I listened to the podcast that they have, the New Day podcast, mm-hmm. where like, you know, they're not like in character, you know, they're they're themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier Woods is uh, Apollo, um, a, a, or Austin Creed is his actual name, you know, and. You know, like they're they're talking and like it's but they're so very much the new day. But you see what these guys are like in real life. Like these guys are nerds, bro. Like they sit here and debate about like Yu-Gi-Oh! Like or like Naruto versus Dragon Ball Z type shit. Like they be having these debates and Big E be getting loud and yelling about, you know, Naruto or whatever the hell they want to be talking about that day, you know, defending the backstreet boys or something. Like it's just Bro, like shit we would do. Right. So, um, yeah, but like I think people should should look more into Xavier Woods and like do your research and see like what these guys are actually about. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. But uh so that was good. Um they're building to money in the bank right now. They got um so far in the men's match, it's gonna be eight man ladder match, four from Raw, four from SmackDown. Uh, for Raw, the people that qualified were Riddle, um, John Morrison, and um, oh, shit, I forget the, the third guy's name. Um, doesn't matter. It's me, y'all. Person. It's me. It's oh, me. It's oh, me. oh no, no. It's sorry, Rico- Ricochet. Ricochet. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was me, but I guess not. I guess they changed their mind. It's all good. <laughs> um, and then the fourth spot was co- was going to be determined by a triple threat f- between Drew, um, AJ Styles, and um, uh, Randy Orton. And Randy Orton didn't show up to Raw. But like we don't, we still don't know why this week and. Riddle kind of was like, hey, you know, let me be in the triple threat for him. Or no, they were going to have a, because he wasn't going to be there, they were going to have a battle royal to see who would take his spot in the triple threat. And Riddle right. was like, bro, I got a note from Randy Orton. It says, uh, from the desk of the Viper. It, it, it was, you could tell you could tell Riddle wrote it because he's like saying <laughs> bro a lot. In the thing. And they're like, look, we know you wrote this. He's like, dude, he's like, let me help my bro out. Let me get in the. Let me get in the battle royal, and then if I win that, I get put in the triple threat, bro. And then I can win and get my guy in the in the money in the bank match, bro. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, like, they let him in. He wins the battle royal, 
right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he wins the Battle Royal. They play his music. He says, no, no, play Randy's music. Bitch, they hit Randy Orton's music. He goes up, does the uh, the thing on the turnbuckle <laughs> and shit with the with the pie with the pyro and everything, bro. Like he, they cut to clips of him in the back and uh, people walking by him saying, "What's up, Riddle?" And he's like, "No, I'm Randy Orton. <laughs> I'm Randy Orton." <laughs> so, so they get to um, they get to the main event, the triple threat. Um, and fucking this man, um, this man is like out here hitting RKOs and shit. Like, <laughs> and the, here's the thing. He loses. Okay. Right. Like he gets hurt, has to leave the match, comes back, almost wins, but ends up losing, bro. Right. Like he was the one that, like, he's the one getting pinned type shit. And, um, so Drew McIntyre is now in the Money in the Bank match, right? So he better he better not win. So, but here's what I'm thinking, bro. I'm I'm thinking this is just gonna how they're how they're gonna further along the Randy Orton Riddle tag team. But now, like, I think now they're gonna start being like, okay, Randy's really in it for himself. Like, he's gonna maybe try to convince Riddle to give up his spot and and give it to. Randy since Randy lost it since Riddle lost it for Randy type shit or something like or right. or is this gonna be the first time Randy actually just like forgives somebody <laughs> yeah like, facts so like what's about to happen like everybody knows in the back of their mind okay at some point Randy's gonna turn but when you know like yeah, this is all good and fun it. But everybody knows at some point, and Randy always teases it. Randy's always like kind of just standing so close behind him, like in position, like, oh shit. And then he doesn't do it. You know? So it's like it's it's just a matter of when. So people are gonna see like what's what's this what's gonna be what is this going to be the catalyst for? Right forward. Yeah, so excited to see what's going on there. Um but we can move on. We're we could touch on money in the bank in the coming weeks. Okay. Um, on on NXT, I do just want to mention that next week they're doing their uh, Great American Bash special. Uh, it's not a pay per view for them. It's just going to be on their regular episode of NXT. It'll just be a Ameri- Great American Bash themed, which is cool uh, since it's you know Fourth of July weekend and stuff. But um, they got some good ass matches on that card. I suggest people like watch that shit. Um, like. The tag titles are being defended. The women's tag titles are being defended. The uh, North American championships being defended. Like it's, it's just going to be fire. Um, yeah. So that's it for WWE. UFC had a pay per view um, two weeks ago, which we were all you know here to see, with uh, you know the headliner being Israel Adesanya. Uh, successfully defending his title against uh, v, uh, was it Marvin Vittori? Yes, the Italian dude. Yeah, yeah the Italian Vittori. dude who thought he won for yeah. some other reason. Yeah, hell of a hell of a good fight from Israel Adesanya. Like, Izzy just kind of toyed with him the entire fight. Was never in any real trouble the one time. 
but he had the uh, rear naked chokehold locked in. Izzy kind of just spun out of it super easy. Um, so, yeah, he just kind of schooled him for, for five rounds. Uh, his fight was really never in question. Um, the flyweight championship, Brandon Moreno beating Diego Figueroa. Uh, that fight was fire. Yes. Uh, Brandon Moreno uh, winning by submission, uh, becoming the first Mexican-born um, uh, 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 UFC champion. Yes. The Which first. super dope. It's very yeah. dope. So, so good for him. And then uh, the other really good fight was Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. Wasn't good fight in the sense that it was even close, but man, Nate Diaz is just so fun to watch, and he's always going to be loved because he's one person. Like no matter how many times he gets hit, no matter how much he bleeds, he's always going to get up. Like he's mm-hmm. he's never getting he's never getting knocked down like that. Like like I'm here, bro. Like what's up? <laughs> and that's really what it was. Leon Edwards kind of just pieced him up the entire fight bloodied him up and it really was in control for the first four rounds and four minutes. But that last minute of the fifth round, Nate Diaz catches him so clean and almost knocks him out. If he would have ran up and followed through, Nate would have won the fight, but he didn't. He kind of just toyed with him and, you know, Leon ended up regaining composure and, you know, winning that fight by decision. But Man, I mean, he set it up with a slap. He slapped. Yeah, <laughs> he slapped him and then came over with the, the overhand. He slapped him. Yeah, he slapped him and hit him. And I think the only reason why he wasn't able to follow it up was because he, too, was tired. Mm-hmm. He, used to, he was trying to keep the, the pedal to the metal, but you could tell that it wasn't hitting with that yeah. same juice it was hitting in the first round. And he so, was bleeding out of two different spots yeah. on his head. Yeah, he was losing blood, and I mean, he, it, all things considered, the fact that that last minute went the way that it did was impressive. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. hope, buddy, I hope buddy learned a lesson. Right. That last minute still matters because he definitely dropped his guard and definitely was chilling. Like up until that point, he was very methodical. He was very like by the books, counter striking. You know what I mean? Make protecting himself, make sure he was getting him to the ground, getting his points, staying in control. Like that last minute, he did get sloppy, and he almost got his ass. You know, word for it. You know what I mean? But he had right. it. Right. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to mention: um, Francis Ngannou, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world in the uh, UFC. Um, he. Uh, I don't even know how to present this. So he was supposed to fight uh, Derek Lewis in August. But because, which, you know, Francis just won the title three months ago, right? Right. So it it really hasn't been long. It might have even been less than that. But, um, but, uh, so he... He was supposed to fight Derek Lewis, but he took a little bit of time off to like go visit family in Africa and stuff like that. Cause you know, he's, you know, the first one, you know, at, at that weight class and stuff. So like, it's, it was a big deal. And first one from Cameroon, you know, so 
he took some time off and he said we can't do August. We can push it back one month and we can fight in September. And um, the UFC said, no, we want that fight in August. So we're going to put an interim heavyweight championship up for grabs. In the meantime. With Derek Lewis and Cyril uh, Gaines or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Francis is like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I'm not hurt or nothing like that. Like, I just won the title three months ago. Like, it's not like I'm taking a year off or two years off. Like, Nganu had to wait. Nganu had to wait over a year to get his title fight because they were setting up the, um, or because uh, Stipe was hurt after his last fight with DC. And they told Nganu he was going to have an interim fight with uh, Jair, Jair Rosenstruck. And that never happened. They never even did an interim title. So now he's like, wait, I won. And I'm telling you, I can't do three months, but I can do four months away. Like, you're telling me no? That's too long? There needs to be an interim title? And, like, everybody's just like, what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. Like, even fighters are sounding off on Twitter about it. Like, how the fuck? (laughs) So, I, I mean, to be really. honest, to be honest with you, what I think it is too, like that is messed up. You know what I mean? Um, now, here's what I'm gonna say. Um, is this how it is for everybody else? Have champions been able to push things back another month and been able to still remain the champion without there being an interim? Has that happened? That's number one. If that has happened before, then he's just following protocol. And there's not really much we can say about that. But if this hasn't happened, if there are circumstances of champions pushing their fights back and them remaining champions and him just doing that for Francis and Ganu, that's kind of messed up. Um, right. Beyond that. Um, and, and let me get this correct. So pretty much he's staying home because of family. Yeah, he just had a delayed camp. Because yeah, he, that's what know, I thought. He took, okay, he took a little bit of time back. Yeah, he was family, right? So you know that's 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 what's messed up. Number two, I think what we're seeing that we haven't seen in a really long time, and I think why people are tripping out is you know the UFC is the only real establishment, honestly, for big time MMA fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, there is Bellator for sure, but. Bellator is so mid-card that although there's better action to a certain extent over there, like, Ngannou's too big for Bellator. Oh, it wouldn't even be a competition. He'd wipe the floor. You know what I mean? Now, if the heavyweight division had more competition, by all means, he could leave and the UFC would probably be a little different. But the UFC, in a sense, has monopolized the the mixed martial arts game, in a sense, because, I mean, Bellator is technically a fear – company for UFC at this point. I remember when Bellator was their competition. And now Bellator fighters get good to make the jump to UFC. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of shows you that trajectory that the that the UFC is on. So if they're on that trajectory 
and there is no competition. You know, Dana White pretty much can do as he damn well pleases, and that's what he's doing. You know, and it's trash, but I mean, let's be honest. I, I'm not shocked at all. And I hope those of y'all who are listening who's been following this situation aren't either. So what he does, he does moves like that because he can. You know, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of Roger Godellish vibes. Where it's like, I can do this because at the end of the day, this corporation is gonna make money with or without you. Right. And I think, you know, I don't want to I don't want to cast Ngannou in the same light as Kaepernick because it's not even close. But, you know, Kaepernick was dispensable. And, you know, Kaepernick was able to make the most out of his message and he became something from it. But the NFL definitely looked at Colin Kaepernick and was like, all right, cool. You've never won an MVP. You've been to a couple of Pro Bowls. You was on a stack team, made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, you're OK. <laughs> You're you're all right. You know what I mean? The 49ers are trash right. now. You know what I'm saying? You ain't really got no team to really send you to. I'm sure there's other teams that would love to have you, but, I mean, we don't need you in this league. So you can get to Stephanie. And I think that's how they feel about – I think the UFC feels that way about anybody who's not named Conor McGregor. And I think at this point, I think at this point, even Conor can get his ass chopped, to mm-hmm. be real. Because Conor oh. done stepped out and done his own thing. He set up his own brand. Now he's got his own whiskey company and this company and that company. So I can see the I can see UFC being like, all right, like all y'all can clear it really if y'all know like, you know, well go with what I'm we glad, set up. I'm glad you mentioned that because uh next weekend, and we'll talk about it next week, but uh Conor McGregor fighting Dustin Poirier in their in their trilogy fight. If uh Conor loses bike to bike, hmm. I'm telling you, man, you know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these, these fighters are dispensable. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to call Dana White outside of his name, but if there's any champion that's going to get mistreated, it's either Nganu or Adi Asenia or Usman. I'm sorry. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to share my racial biases. I don't want to be the one who's like, that's racist or he's racist. But if trends hold up the way that I think trends hold up, if there's any champions that's going to be given the, 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 the raw end of the deal, the short end of the stick, it'll be Adi Asenia, Usman, or Ngannou. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. You know what I mean? Like I can't think of too many, and I and I'm I'm serious. I really mean this. Even with John Jones, and even with uh, even with um, Cormier, or with Sugar Rashad Evans, or Rampage. Like we can go down the litany. I can't think of too many black UFC champions that were shown love like that. Were they given respect? Sure, to an extent. But were they shown love? Hmm, I don't know. Anderson Silva is supposed to be considered one of the greatest fighters of all time, man. I think I think he is. I think Loki is the greatest MMA fighter ever in the history of ever. John Jones is on his way, but I think like Jones, no offense to you, bro. Uh, you probably don't even listen to the show anyway. 
I don't think you saw the same line. I don't think you saw the same lining of competition that Anderson Silva did. The fact that Anderson Silva went undefeated and had that little streak against some of the guys. I mean, if you go through these names yeah. of these of the championship streak, I mean, he was fighting some bangers. But we don't talk about Anderson. We don't talk about Anderson Silva. We talk about Chuck Liddell or Randy Couture or or Tito Ortiz. You know, we don't. We really don't. And like I again, like I said, I talk about trends. That's what I look for. You know what I mean? Like if I see something that kind of the minute I see something that goes against my trend, I change my language and I change my tone. I'm I'm very notorious for that. The trend that I notice about UFC, there's nothing yet that's really showed me that I'm wrong. And Nganu being shafted so they could do this interim fight. <laughs> yes, I can see that. That doesn't shock me at all. They're not worried about that man's personal life, man. This is a business, boy. And his brand is unavailable to be able to keep the fight going. And we need a main event fight. So what we're going to do is we're going to get these two guys who are not as big as you, not as popular as you, and probably not just as good of a fighter as you. But shit, if we make this fight an interim championship fight, people go watch that shit. So that's what we're going to do. I think that's what it is. All right. That's all I got, sir. Yeah, man. UFC is booed. Ridiculous. But, um, yeah, man, I appreciate you for giving us the update, man. That was pretty... That was, that was thorough. That was thorough. Do what I can for the streets. You do do what you can for the streets. So, um... Anyway, I don't know if you wanted to discuss this. Like, I do want to, you know, I always want to shine some light on NFL before we go to the NBA and, and do what we need to do. But, um, you know, did you want to comment on what you sent us in the in the chat earlier today about, uh, you know, Derek Carr and one of his uh, former favorite primary targets back in the day? Devontae back Adams, yes, yes, yes. Yes, I would so, like to speak on that. So tell so, us about it, man. All right, so... The thing, all right, me being a, a Raider fan, I don't know like how you are with your team, but like I have the I have the the Oakland Raiders app. You know, I go through, I, I watch like interviews with the players and things like that. Like I don't know, I like to get invested in my team, so like I like to hear about them and like their thoughts on things and know like okay, should I not think you're gonna be around a while type shit and um. Yeah, bro. So like, I hear Derek Carr talk a lot, and he they talk about Devontae a lot. So like, I already know they're best friends, right? And then, like, and you always hear Devontae say good things about Derek Carr whenever they talk about him, right? Whenever he's brought right. up. So like, now that it's getting closer to, you know, his free agency, Devontae's free agency. Now question and especially with the quarterback position being in question in Green Bay, it's like I don't this might be the time. You know, it, like everything might be lining up perfectly for a change of scenery. You know, so I I I think something could happen a multitude of ways. I could see a trade package for Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr swapping with prop with additional picks. Right. Uh I, I could see 
Aaron Rodgers just staying put in Green Bay or whatever or moving somewhere else and Devontae being like, okay, I'm clearing it. And then, you know, like I've been saying, Raiders, the only thing we're lacking on offense is a genuine number one receiver. And boom. And walks uh, Devontae Adams. Um, and Willie so, Sneed to give me my number 17, boo. So I think I think at the end of the day, or he might even go back to number 15. Um, so, you know, here's the thing, because he can't wear 15 because Bart Starr's number is retired over there. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. so here's the thing. I think this bodes very well for Raiders fans and those hopeful that, you know, uh, Devon makes his way over there. I mean, he is, he's from around that area. And like you said, him and, and Carr were, were college teammates, and they, they put up some good numbers together. But there's a certain element that we're not talking about, and I noticed that on social media until somebody really brought it up. I mean, this doesn't bode well for the Green Bay Packers. At all. This, this could mean that this is the beginning of the end, that Rodgers is clearing it. Because Devontae has made it perfectly clear that I have Aaron Rodgers back. And Devontae and Rodgers are actually really good friends. Hey, if if this right now would be the perfect time for the Packers to call the Raiders, not the other way around. Yes, yes. Raiders has got to chill. Like honestly, don't give like up, now don't is give the up time. Your hand. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because, like, don't give up. Because if you're hand. if you're Green Bay, if you're Green Bay, you know what you're getting with Derek Carr. Yeah. You know, even if he's not somebody super long term, like in the interim, because we know we all know Jordan Love's not ready. Oh yeah, definitely. So I mean, at, so at this point, Jordan. Well, Jordan. Here's the thing. So I'll take it a step further. So how about I think Jordan Love is a victim of circumstance? Let me explain to you what I mean by that. So outside of, and, and, I, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I want to ask this question, Buddha, and you let me know if I'm, if I'm going down the wrong path here. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, tell me another backup quarterback that we've heard about where the team was like, oh, yeah, like, we got a gamer, bro. Like, this kid is ready. Like, when have we honestly heard that? Give me a team. Give me a I play. Like, um, honestly, I mean, honestly, not often. This doesn't really happen like that. So here's my thing. Yeah. So I think what the problem here is, I don't think that is Jordan Love that's trash. I just think Love isn't Aaron Rodgers, to be honest with you. I think he's a victim of circumstance. I think the fact that he isn't Aaron Rodgers, it really hurts. You know what well, I mean? And, and you got to think, and, and sorry, just I, you got to think about it from the perspective, too, that Aaron Rodgers, he was like, oh, shit. You know, they're like, he's got to be Brett Favre, you know, to the fans. Yeah, he better be Brett Favre when he starts playing. And no, he's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Yep. So so now Aaron. the love is like that's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Right. And 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 the thing and the thing and the thing about it is is that remember Rodgers doesn't respond right away. Like I think their his first year there they were like either seven and nine or like eight and eight or something like that. So they didn't do too too hot either. But they weren't touting Rodgers either. 
Right. They were talking about Rodgers like he was the next thing, like the best thing smoking. They were like, man, Brett Favre's got to go. And we got a guy that we think can do what he needs to do. Because I don't think anybody predicted Rodgers' upward trajectory. No. The way no that way. it happened. There's no, there's no freaking way, dude. You know what I'm saying? They so, were talking about it. They were talking about it on the uh, Rich Eisen show. Rich, because Rich was there um, the night that uh, um, he started his, his first start. I believe it was like a playoff game or something like that. Or he came in at some point, whatever. Brett went down, he came in. I think it was like a playoff game or whatever. And NFL Network was covering it. And um, they were all like, well, let's see what this kid's got. And like, they weren't expecting nothing. And he like, just started whipping the ball and like, he didn't do anything crazy, but like Rich Eisen was like, he knew looking at him, like he's different. Like the way he's doing things, like uh, he's, he might be that guy. Right. <laughs> so like, you know it really wasn't mean? until he started playing. Exactly. Cause you know, I think about the, the backups or the quarterbacks that did do backup for a little bit that eventually became starters as of recent, like I think like Jimmy Garoppolo, I remember personally watching Jimmy Garoppolo and was like, just straight. But it, it had to be a couple of games. And then he got hurt and you're like, ah, he's injury prone. Damn. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, ah, damn. You know what I mean? So I'm not, there's a lot of people saying, oh, Jordan Love's about to be trash. I'm like, that's ah, not fair to say. It's not right. fair to say. I mean, at the end of the day, like his comparison is Aaron freaking Rodgers. Like, right. come on, bro. Like, let's not do this here. You know, same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, we still compare Garoppolo to Brady, and we don't act like his first actual full year together with a team, he was a bad quarter away from winning a Super Bowl. Yet we still say this man is trash because he was Brady's understudy, which is kind of fucked up. It's kind of fucked right. up. Shout out to Jimmy Garoppolo for having the the mental fortitude to be able to be like, man, I don't give a fuck. Like, about a ball out anyway. You know what I mean? So we don't know what's going to happen with Jordan Love. But in the same context, Devontae saying what he's saying to me just lets me know how close Aaron Rodgers is to being either like, I'm gone now or this is my last year. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Devontae, I, like I said, I read in between the lines and Devontae says straight up, you know, I know I got a, a free agency gear coming up or whatever. He's like, but I ride with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron loves talking to the press through his friends. Mm-hmm. And if Devontae is quick to be like, oh, yeah, man, I'd love to, like, you know, team up with Aaron, with, with Derek Carr and, you know, run it back or whatever. Damn, so, like, you willing to leave your your quarterback who's giving you all these numbers for all these? Oh, he's probably leaving too. <laughs> oh, I bet. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just what I think. The writing's on the wall with shit like that's being said. You know what I mean? I feel you. This is what it is. So shout shout out to the Raiders being online and to getting them a real one. Um, oh, we, need we we need it so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's 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 not a bad look to be honest with you. So I think that's it. Was there any other like NFL headlines or anything? Not really. I think I think officially 
all 32 teams are going to be open to full capacity this uh, this season. I think the last like holdout was Indianapolis, I believe. And I think okay. They just- I mean, the crowds being back is good for the crowds being back is good for football. Um, shit, college football is coming back. Everybody getting ready for that Labor Day weekend coming up. You know what I mean? Crowds is going to be back. You know, and and I mean, again, it just shows you. It just shows you the importance of human interaction when it comes to the world of sports. It's right. just not. It's just not the same. Just watching from your crib. It's not the same. You got to, You know, just watching from your crib with nothing. No it's a yelling. Sports. Yeah. Sports is built on community. Like facts. In all aspects, whether it's watching with friends, tailgating, going to the the games, like all community. I agree 100%. Bro. Sports weren't made to be watched alone. I agree. So we're going to the NBA, and we have ourselves another injury with mm. Giannis Attentacumpo. So now we can add to that list, the list that we had before with all of these guys. So I got to ask this question again. Is this a product of waiting too shortly to have a year, to have a season? I mean, that that's what Braun's been saying. Um, I mean, yeah, it's hard to argue. We just got a lot of injuries, bro. And 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 the thing about it is, is like they're they're kind of like freak injuries in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you gotta ask yourself, is though are those injuries or those freak accidents coming from wear and tear? Right. It's a fair question to ask. One that must be asked. So we'll we'll see what happens as we move forward. So apparently the x-rays came back negative, but there's not really a set timetable. For Giannis to come back, that's such a. Uh, did you see how awkwardly it bent back? Yeah, like that? yeah, 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 oh. yeah, 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 for sure. I saw that bad boy. You know uh, what I mean? I'm just, glad, I'm just glad it came back negative. But yeah, those things because I'm sure that's like a lingering thing. It doesn't just go away, you know. Especially in what two days time. Yep, it looks like it's a. It's definitely a hyperextension. I don't know if they gave out the full yeah. prognosis yet, but that's what it looked like. So it's gonna be interesting because there's a potentiality that we might see an Atlanta Milwaukee game without Trey and without Giannis. What is that? Middleton's gonna snap. Watch that game be like the greatest game ever. Um, Facts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, se- the seventh man in there getting played. Billy, just balling out. So um, on the other side of the of the, of the NBA in the Western Conference, um, Phoenix still has a three-two lead. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Paul George is balling. I will give him that. Paul George, yeah. playoff P, pandemic P. That boy is balling his ass off, and I mean he's doing what he's got to do to make sure that his team sees another game. You know what I mean? If your team can see another game, you always got a chance. You know what I mean, and 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 some of the numbers he's putting up is ridiculous. I mean, just last game, he gave us 41 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. Game before, 23 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. Game before that, 27 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists. I mean, the man's putting up ridiculous numbers. He's putting up 2K numbers. Um, tonight's game is going to be very interesting because it's a winner go home 
pretty uh-huh. much for both teams. Because I'll be honest with you, as Phoenix, I don't care where the game is at. I don't know if I want to play the Clippers in the game seven. Yeah, no, that's 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 true. This is my game seven. Game six is my game seven. Period. Point blank. You know what I mean? And I, I got to do what I got to do to get where I got to get to. So, interestingly enough, we've got three out of the four teams looking for their first NBA championship ever. Whew. So, this is big. And the Bucks haven't even been to an NBA Finals since the 70s, which they won when they had um, the big O, Oscar Robertson, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So shit, they're pretty middle. Like they're pretty much going out for their first two. <laughs> so, you know, these next couple of games, like if both series go to seven games, that's gonna be awesome. Right. Oh god, it's gonna be so chaotic. That's gonna be awesome. Like the Miz. But yeah, man. I really think that wraps it up for the NBA. I don't know if there's anything else. That we really need to talk about. There's some injuries, man. Injuries is is bananas. There's bananas, bananas. Um, Also, Drew Holiday from the Bucks. He needs to step up. I thought I'd put that out there. He needs to step his game up. Or we're going to have some serious issues. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Um... Let's see. I'm trying to. Oh, one more thing that I wanted to make a mention to. Make a mention. If, and we're going to go back to NFL for this one. I just wanted to say this is my bold prediction. If Dak Prescott can get him a full year un, a full year healthy with no injuries, Cowboys are going to snap. Are they going to make it to the Super Bowl? I don't know. But they'll snap. Just wanted to put that out there. Just in case, if yeah. he does snap, I could sit there and be like, see, I told y'all. I told y'all. I told y'all. <laughs> so that's about it. I mean, I think we might be ready for Unrated by the Fame. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. All right. All right. So, you know, considering that we were supposed to do this in the past, we'll just do it again. Save your tears by the weekend. Underrated bars of fame. I saw you dancing in a crowded room. You look so happy when I'm not with you. But then you saw me catch you by surprise, a single teardrop falling from your eye. I don't know why I run away. Is that the part where he goes, ooh? He goes, no. He goes, no, that's not yet. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'll make you cry when I run away. Ooh. Yeah, that boy. Hey, listen. I'm a, <laughs> I brought them little melody things, ain't it? You could have asked me why I broke your heart. You could have told me that you fell apart. But you walked past me like I wasn't there and just pretended like you didn't care. I don't know why I run away. I'll make you cry when I run away. Take me back because I want to stay. 
Save your tears for another. Save your tears for another day. Save your tears for another day. So I made you think that I would always stay. I said some th- I said some things that I should never say. Yeah, I broke your heart like someone did to mine, and now you won't love me for a second time. I don't know why. I run away. Ooh, Oh, girl, I make you cry when I run away. Ooh, Girl, take me back because I want to stay. Save your tears for another. I realize that I'm much too late and you deserve someone better. Save your tears for another day. Save your tears for another day. I don't know why I run away. I'll make you cry when I run away. Save your tears for another day. Ooh, girl. I said save your tears for another day. Underrated Bars of Fame, save your tears the weekend. We can be out here giving you like low key lover boy toxic vibes. Absolutely. Just said you should have told me that you were broken, but you didn't. So Oops. I don't care anymore. Gosh, I hope. It's essentially, that's essentially what he's saying. Essentially. He's saying save your tears. He's literally telling her to save the real tears. He say, yeah, save your real tears because you won't cry no imaginary tears in front of me. Right. You're going to need these hoes. That's pretty crazy. Like, since you're not crying in front of me, even though we both know you've been crying behind my back, that still don't matter to me because I need to see you hurt in front of me for me to really understand what I did. Yeah, take that. Take that. That's wild. The weekend's a toxic boy. He's a toxic boy. He's a star boy. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Buddha, where can they reach us at on email? Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. And the cheater. Balls underscore podcast. What about Facebook? Ballsportspodcast. Yes, sir. So this is 194th time, right? Uh, 195. 195. Huh. 95. So for the 195th time, we are done. Uh, yes, sir. We appreciate y'all for listening to us. Y'all can listen to any other sports podcast in the world, but y'all are lending us your ears, and we appreciate that. Just keep giving us these uh, clicks and these likes, and we're going to keep giving you this bomb-ass content to ride to and vibe to and potentially get hot to. That being said, like, we we out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. Yeah, you little scallywag. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, get the get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You still listening to us right now? You should have been hit the little square button. All right, get the fuck out of here. All right, end this crap. End it off.